I am Gian. I'm the founding pastor for Victory Church, and tonight, May the 29th, we are very happy, very excited to be here at Victory Church, a good group of friends. Here to my right, Al Serrano, Miss Penny, Charlie, Miss Tony, we have Ronnie Talley tonight with us, Deborah, Charlotte, and James as well. We are here ready to start this Bible study, but before we get there, I want to give thanks to Charlie for cooking this amazing spaghetti dinner tonight. That was great. <laughs> the best part is waiting, dessert. We have two kinds of desserts, right? Yep. What is it? Apple and peach pie. All right. How about that? <laughs> Excellent. All right. So before we go to the Bible study of tonight, I, I believe there are some news that you guys want to share. Who wants to start sharing the great news that you have today, tonight? <laughs> On Sunday, uh, we'd like to invite everybody to, uh, we're having our pot luck lunch. We'll have communion during the service and a potluck lunch. We'll also uh, be able to swim, and then we are going to have an ice cream social for our uh, graduates. So if you'd like to join us for that, um, services, uh, donuts and coffee at 9.30, and the service starts at 10. That sounds pretty good to me. And you can read those key cards, good. <laughs> and also, we're very excited about Vacation Bible School. It is scheduled from June 11th through the 15th, and it is from uh, 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Uh, we're going to have snacks, there's going to be all kinds of activities, it's going to have good music, there's going to be some dance, some sports, it's going to be an amazing time. Um, you can register through uh, Facebook, uh, Victory Church, and if you'll just register, uh, we'd love to have your kids come out. A uh, great group of uh, parents and uh, members of the church, and it's going to be an awesome time, so come see us. I believe we have uh, a video, right, for the VBS, and uh, there you created the online registry, right? Yes, there is an online registration for the Vacation Bible School um, on our flyers uh, and on our Facebook uh, ads. You'll be able to scan the QR code and uh, quickly register one, two, three, four, five, as many kids as uh, are going to be visiting the Vacation Bible School. Uh, Bible school. Just uh, we only ask that you register so that we can prepare enough um, material and fun, basically, for everybody that's going to be there. So um, it's easy to do. Uh, just go to our website, our Facebook page. You'll find the registration. It's really simple. Simple and easy. James, you have some news about the youth. What's going on with the youth? The youth program has kind of just kicked off. We had a swimming party about two weeks ago, and it was awesome. We had nine of our kids show up for it. They had a great time. We played water volleyball, and we were also starting our study on sins and how sins affect our lives down in the youth room as well. We had a lot of things coming up. We had a graduation party for two of our graduates. They 
One of them graduated with uh, 17th in her class. She did an awesome job. The other one graduated all pretty high marks as well. And they've had a, we've had many blessings come. I saw some pictures when you guys have the swimming pool party. That, that was cool. <coughs> and this our potluck in southern and tons of bring food. Bring food. Ice cream. We love food. No, we have ice cream. Just bring food. Okay, okay. Size for she wants. And uh, so you said cookies. Why cookies. do you mention the cookies? Because I'll be bringing cookies. Oh, because you are going to bring them. You are the cookie man. The cookie monster. Cookie <laughs> monster. <laughs> All right. With well, that being said, we are going to start our study, and I need a volunteer to read for us the reading of this night. Remember are going through a Bible timeline study. We started this in July last year. As of today, lesson number 37. And the title of this lesson is Responsible People Think Before They Speak. Isn't it an interesting topic? I believe so. Genesis 21 from verse 8 through 21 and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isaac continued to begin eating solid food. So Abraham gave Hagar was the Egyptian who gave birth to Abraham's first son. To Abraham, slave woman and her son, send them away. When we die, our son Isaac will get everything that we have. I don't want that slave woman's son things with my son Isaac. This upset Abraham very Ishmael, but God said to Abraham, don't worry about the boy or the slave woman. Do what Sarah wants. Your descendants will be those who come through Isaac. But I will also of your slave woman. He is your son, so I will make a great nation from his family also. Early the next morning, Abraham took some water and gave, gave her boy. She placed in After some time, when all their drinking water was gone, Hagar put her son under a bush. Then she walked a short distance away and sat down. She thought her son would die because there was no water. She did not want to watch him die. She sat there and began to cry. God heard the boy crying, and God's angel called him. He said, what is God here? Go help Then start to see a well of water and filled her bag with water. Then she gave God continued to be with her. This she 
desert and became a hunter. Well, his mother found a wife for him in Egypt, and they continued to live in the Paran Desert. Desert. Thank you, Ms. Betty. <coughs> How many of you are aware of the issues between Jews and Arabs? Yeah. You know that, right? And this is the beginning of that issue. Ishmael is the father of the Arabs. All these Arab nations come from Ishmael. And all the Jews come from Isaac, the same father. Isn't it interesting? And this fight created this big disaster that we see today, years after years after years. It's, it's a sad reality of all the things that can happen when, when we just uh, act and speak without thinking. Do you remember how all this started? The promise came to Abraham that he would have a son, right? And Sarah said, well, I'm too old. Rationalizing the promise. Instead of believing the promise, she was rationalizing the promise. The Lord said to you, I'm going to take care of your family. I'm going to take care of your health. The Lord says to you, I'm going to take care of your finances. I'm going to help you. I am with you. He's speaking to us, but we do not believe, unfortunately, the promise. We are rationalizing the promise. Um, maybe it's too late for me to get my finances straight up. Maybe it's too late for me to have a new spouse. Maybe it's too late for my marriage to make it work. You understand? Rationalizing the problem will not help you. You know, intellectual people have huge, huge trouble with believing because they want to process everything mentally, right? I want to be logical, people say. I understand. But without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. And faith comes when we hear God's word. The more that we hear God's word, more faith will come into our hearts and then we will be able to believe the promises. This is not the case here. Abraham had faith, and Sarah had some faith, but eventually she doubted and she rationalized the problem. And okay. So the biggest problem was is that they did not believe that the Lord was going to give them a son at their age of 90 mm -hmm. and 100. That started the problem. She was 90. He was that started the problem. Well, who was it? I think it was Sarah that was worried about it. Yeah. yeah. Sarah didn't think so. Sarah, Sarah said, Hey, girl. I mean, uh, Abraham, go ahead and get with that other woman. Yeah. So we can have a child. A little too quick. She didn't want to wait, did she? She didn't, so didn't want to wait on the Lord. So she nagged me to have sex with another woman. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. Wow. He was he was forced. <laughs> change. Yeah, my boy. No, no, no. I concur. I concur.
Yeah, I think it's pretty funny, but you are right. He was forced to be with the other woman. He was forced. <laughs> he got nagged till uh, yeah. he had to I'll do it. Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> Fine. Anything times? to get you to stop <laughs> nagging me. Anything. Sure. Yeah. Come on, bring it. Do you want a bottle of <laughs> Bring uh, it. That was, that was bad. Let's go. But I want to hear nothing about this later. Nothing about this later. That didn't work. Not 50 years, not 100 years. I don't want to hear. I'm doing it because you are asking me. You can't have your cake. Exactly. Don't, don't ever bring this up. I'm not even going. It's your fault. It's your fault. You, <laughs> you made me it. do it. No, Nobody makes it. you do anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you want wow. peace, you'll do what she says. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> For now, and then look what happens now. Look what happened now. How old was he? Twelve? He started eating solid food, one of them. <laughs> All right, I think we are back in business, guys. We are back in our our broadcast. <laughs> well, things happen, right? All right, so we were saying the issue was, and you are right, somehow she was pushing him to get with this other woman. Now, honestly, any man in a situation like that will probably consider that. Any man will say, well, maybe she's right. Not necessarily because of the desire to be with another woman, but maybe he will say, maybe she's right. Now, deep down in his heart, he knew, I should wait. I should wait, but he didn't do it. All right. And there is where we are. Okay, let's continue with our study. I have a question here. The first question is, all these problems were created by who created these problems? <laughs> Me and Sarah's impatience. It's Sarah, years ago. Sarah and Sarah. Aaron, right? This is the pro what, what is the problem that we are seeing here? There is a there is a woman Hagar with a little boy Ishmael, and now they were thrown out of the camp into the desert. They were about to die. So this is a this is a big big problem for them. And who created this? We know it was Sarah's and in Abraham's situation now, but I have a personal question. How do you handle situations when the only responsible is yourself? I would like to hear some of your uh, <coughs> views. How do you handle a situation when you know that you are the only one responsible for that situation? Don't do it again. You come to the conclusion that was a mistake, I won't do that again. That's what you're saying. Mm. Any other person? Who wants to share this? You have an in internal fight against yourself. Uh, you're right. There is an inter and what is this fight? What the fight is, is, is all about? Whether it's right or wrong to do, or if it's the right thing that you need to do at the time, or if you need to just wait and see what happens. Right. Okay. You act. Anyone else? When you have a situation and then you see. I am the responsible one. How do you handle it? Sometimes you feel like the chopping block. What's that supposed to mean? Well, it's like 
you take a piece and you're like, oh great. Then you like night for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other comments? Hopefully you can learn from it. <laughs> Hopefully we can learn from it, you're right. Now, have you ever met somebody or have you ever thought this way? That you know you are responsible, but you feel that you need to blame somebody else. Oh, I think that's human nature. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, that because happens. it is always Penny's fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that we are coming to some agreement. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, we come sometimes to that conclusion. It's not my fault. You know, and we start singing the Billie Jean songs, right? I didn't do it. It's not my child, yeah. right? Boom, boom. So now, next question, She's guys. Confused. Next question. Do you realize that the main reason why all these kind of problems come into our lives is because we were not listening? Patient. Patient. <coughs> That's good. Patient is the of the holder. B, we were not patient. Think about everything. Imagine, for instance, someone that is longing for a spouse. This is a teenager looking for a girlfriend, a boyfriend, and doesn't wait and gets involved with the first person. <laughs> comes, ooh, you know, right? Teen mom. And uh, <laughs> anything I like understand. that, you know? Sometimes the lack of patience just gets us into trouble like in this particular situation, right? Who doesn't like a brand new car? Everyone wants a brand new car. The smell is awesome. CX-9s, the Mazda CX-9s. Those are beautiful cars. <laughs> I bet Tracy's happy with your comment. Yeah, but you're right. Everyone wants a brand new car. But the thing is, guys, the thing is, is it wise to go into a huge debt Think about it. it. It's all relative, right? Depending how are the rest of your assets, right? If you have tons of assets, if you have your house paid off or almost paid off and you have savings, well, you, you could say, yeah, I can get into a debt for a car that I want. But the reality is that most people, even they are renting a house, and but they, <laughs> they don't have a problem with go to the dealership to get a $50,000 note for a car. It's because the lack of patience. Sometimes we are just rushing for that thing, right? I want this, I want this, whatever is the case. So we did not want to wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord is essential. What part of our body gets us normally into trouble? The tongue. You are right, Ronnie. It's our tongue. What what part of the body is the Sarah's body got got her into this all this trouble? It was her mouth. Right? Let's read some scriptures because these scriptures are so powerful. And I will ask uh, let's start here going to my right. Let's start with Al here. The first scripture, please, Al James one, nineteen to twenty one. Says my dear brothers and sisters, always be more willing to listen than to speak. Keep control of your anger. Anger does not help you live the way God wants. 
So get rid of everything evil in your lives. Every kind of wrong you do, be humble and accept God's teaching that is planted in your hearts. This teaching can save you. Anger is quite a problem for so many people. Now, we all, including the Lord, God Almighty, we all get upset. That's a normal emotion. But one thing is to get upset. Another thing is losing control and become angry. Because there is when this little monster called the tongue gets us into trouble. And this is exactly what it says here. <coughs> get rid of of everything evil in your lives and why why is something <clears throat> evil in our lives why is that is because the the anger attacks actually is just our um, reaction you see it's our reaction let's say I offend you all in something but if you overreact in an anger attack that tells me that there is something not right inside of you. Because what could be that thing that would, I mean, only if I was just being absolutely immoral, you will justify your anger, right? But let's say if I did something, even if I scratch your, your beautiful pickup truck, you will be mad at me, but you will have an anger attack. <laughs> I don't see that in you, right? Go out there and try it. So, excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> do, do, you see, do you see the problem, guys? The problem is not the anger itself. There is something that is triggering the anger. It's something not right. That is what the scripture is telling us. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Sometimes we are not looking for who owes us anything. We are just looking for who will pay us. Somebody is mad at person A, and is person C the one who receives all the accusations and mistreatment? Do you agree? Is that a saying in Spanish? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just the concept. What? Yeah, but, I mean, in Spanish it sounds like it makes sense. Cobrar? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're collecting yeah. from somebody that owes you. But the point is this. Let's say I offend Al, and Al doesn't do anything to me, doesn't say anything, he just gets it. And then he goes and mistreats Charlie. I mean, what, what Charlie has to do with the problem? Yeah. Right? So anger is a bad, bad companion. Mm -mm. Be careful. That's why it says, be humble and accept God's teaching that is planted in your heart. This teaching can save you. <clears throat> what teaching? The teaching of not letting everything just go out of your mouth because then afterwards you, you will regret it. Do you remember what happened to me last Tuesday, guys? With the, with the food of my wife on the table? You were teasing me about it. It was you? embarrassing. It was embarrassing. What happened was there was a plate with food on the table after we are finished here and I sent a text to five, six people that were here that night, and I said, who left this food on the, uh, on, on the table? I won't do that in your house. And then I received the reply. Well, 
That was my food, my wife said. I sent you a text earlier indicating, please bring my food to the house. Mm. What's wrong? There's <laughs> right? something wrong deep down. Something is wrong deep down, right? I overreacted. I just saw the problem. It makes me really angry. And I said, who did that? I was upset because I don't like to waste anything. But without thinking, without reading a text. And Penny, you remember that Tracy also text, text you? And she said, I texted Penny. I texted you. That was my meal. And then after I was thinking, you know, this was my fault. Not really. It's Penny's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one that had to slip out in the car. <laughs> coming in the house. She said that, but she forgave me. Thank you, sweetheart. You forgave me. You did, right? Tracy. We heard. Perfect example <laughs> of big mistake for opening my mouth without reviewing all the facts. Right? And that happens to everybody. Next scripture, Miss Penny, please. James 1.26. You might think you're a very religious person, but if your tongue is out of control, you are fooling yourself. Your careless talk makes your offerings to God worthless. Mm. Oof, that, that really hurts. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. We, we serve the Lord. We give money to the Lord, to the church. We try to do things right, but then we open the mouth. And everything is just, it's like the Lord says, disregard, you know. <laughs> everything you just said, destroyed everything you have done. <clears throat> Why? Because it says your tongue is out of control. And even if we feel that we are religious, so we here being in the church, we want to be spiritual, right? We want to do things right, but we need to think. What I am doing, why I am saying those things, something is not right. All right. Next scripture, James 3, chapter 5, 11. Shall we please? Our tongue, it is a small part Excuse of the Excuse me, body. Tony. Shirley, please. She doesn't want to read. Oh, you don't want to read? I'm not a very good reader. So okay, or I'm sorry. Read. Okay, I get that. Thank you. Please. Thank you, ma'am. Our tongue is a small part of the body, but it can boast about doing great things. A big forest fire can be started with only a little flame. The tongue is like a fire. It is a world of evil among the parts of the body. It spreads its evil through our whole body and starts a fire that influences all of life. It gets this fire from hell. Humans have control over every kind of wild animal, bird, reptile, and fish, and they have controlled all these things. But no one can control the tongue. It is wild and evil, full of deadly poison. We use our tongues to praise our Lord and Father, but then we curse people who have, who were created in God's likeness. These praises and curses come from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, this should not happen. Do good water and bad water flow from the same spring? Of course not. And that is exactly <coughs> the reality of us in our walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no one that is perfect. We all have done things like this. 
do, do you know? <coughs> we all have done things like this but by reading this scripture is like a warning come on get it right get it right that's not correct you know when when we have little ones and we want to come to church or there are if they are teenagers well that's challenging on sunday morning because kids for some reason sunday morning when you want to go to church and especially if you have some commitments to get a certain time and do certain things <laughs> and kids are not getting ready you start to get mad and mad and mad and uh, you are just looking at your watch and you want to go to church to do what you promised you will do and the kids are just going slow and they don't help and they are fighting and how many of those Christian families and they're on their way to the church they have huge fights and you hear their in their cars such an such a kind of insults <laughs> and ten, 10 minutes later when they arrive to the church praise the Lord brother and sister praise the Lord praise the Lord <laughs> hallelujah praise the Lord and the kids are just looking at us like right and they are confused and they think what is going on here how is it possible that my dad was in the car cursing, insulting the other driving, and now he's like nothing happened, just praising the Lord, <laughs> right? That is the warning that we see here, because it doesn't make any sense that we, as we claim to be believers, that we will be insulting people. If I have an issue, let's say with Ronnie, or Ronnie has an issue with me, I'm using an example, right? Mm -hmm. Well, even if I am upset and mad, I probably could go and tell him, hey, Ronnie, you know, you, you told me you will do this and you didn't do that. And I, I think it's right to talk about those things, but I will speak to, to him with respect. But imagine if I, instead of doing that, I go to Deborah and I say, well, Deborah, listen, your friend here, first insult, told me this and that and then second insult and on and on and on and on that is not right that is not right that's not the way that we should handle problems if we have a problem we need to learn to go to the person and speak to this person with respect that's the way to do it and try to fix the problem and it's not easy it's not fine it's not fun you know, this, this day, today, I had a little incident with somebody. It, it was a little bit tense, probably for about uh, five minutes. And we talked about the two angles of the situation. And we both knew that we needed to change something. Ten minutes later, everything was fine. That is the way to handle things. Eye to eye, in person, with respect. And we both present our view of the problem. That is the adult way of handling things. Otherwise, it's like kids in the school, right? You see two little kids, three little kids. It's just talking, 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 talking. And this creating this huge, big drama in the classroom for a pair of scissors. <laughs> it is what happened. So that is understandable with little ones, right? With children. Adults, people our age, and people, anyone above 
25 years old, I think that shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen, but it happens. So we need to learn and say to ourselves, if I am very upset, I need to calm down. It's not the time to talk, perhaps later. But if I have to say something, it has to be in the right place to the person that is that I feel offended me, right? Not going somewhere else and put people down. That's that's not right. Sometimes you gotta back your own not to say anything. And you know, quite often it's just a misunderstanding. Have you found yourself in a situation like that? Or miscommunication. Miscommunication, and then when you realize what happened, you are like, oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Next scripture. Ronnie, please, we are in Matthew 15, 18. The bad things people say when their mouths come from the way they think. And, and that's what we can make people wrong. Right. It, the thing is, what we are saying is the result of what we are thinking. So even though we know that the part of our body that gets us in trouble is our tongue, the real problem is not in that muscle. The real problem is the way of thinking, is what we are thinking. And that is what the Lord says to us, reflect, reflect, because somebody will get hurt when we say things without thinking. Look what happened here to Hagar and Ishmael. They were innocent. Think about the kid. Think about that kid. It wasn't his fault, all these issues between Sarah and Hagar and Abraham. Why this kid will be exposed to the desert and almost exposed to death? He was innocent. And honestly, Hagar was innocent as well. She was a slave. She just did what she was told to do. But now she's in trouble. Innocent people get hurt when some people speak without thinking what they say. It's exactly what happened here. And we shouldn't do those kind of things. That's why it's so important to learn to control our anger, our disappointment, our pain. And quite often, guys, I think it's best sometimes just to extract yourself from the scenario. Let's say, imagine in your workplace. There is an issue, an incident, accusations, things are saying, people are saying these things or these other things and you start to get upset, extract yourself from that scenario, excuse yourself and say, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom, please. You go to the bathroom, breathe in and out, put some water in your face, and then come back. I have a personal story about that, is with my one of my boys, Sebastian, and uh, he, he had little, little trouble with anger attacks when he was a teenager. And I remember going to high school, he had a, a teacher that was not nice to him. The teacher just disliked him because I, his father was a pastor. This teacher was uh, not a believer. And he was just against me and, uh, and therefore against Sebastian, right? But the teacher was mean and cruel. And he said disrespectful <laughs> things in the classroom about pastors. <laughs> And Sebastian told me several times that he did it again. He did it again. So for the first time that he told me that, I asked him, what did you do 
and he said, I just breathed in and out as much as I could, but I thought that I would say something that. <clears throat> and what did you do then? I just stayed there, but I was so angry. And I said, I understand. You know, and I went to pick up my kids to school. They were in a private school, and I had the schedule to go to pick them up after school. So he's telling me this story in the car, and I said, you know what, Sebastian, next time that you are in a place like that, in a situation like that, and you feel that you are about to explode. Is it the way that we feel? Right? We feel like a bomb. Exactly. When you feel like that, excuse yourself, go somewhere else, breathe in and out, and bring oxygen to your brain, because that will help you to think more clearly. And that is what he did. So it was about like six months ago. He's in a new job. He's a supervisor. He's doing really, really good. And... Uh, he has a team. One of the team members is a rebel. You know, in every team you will find always a rebel. And he has a rebel there. And she is going to talk to the supervisor, Sebastian's supervisor, about him, putting him down. Sebastian <clears throat> was very angry. So that day he texted me. He said, Dad, do you have time to talk? And I said, sure. And he said, I am outside. I came outside of the building right now because I'm so angry. What happened? He told me. And and why you are outside of the building? Because I told him that I needed to, to have a little break. You remember when I was a teenager, you told me all the time to go out and bring some oxygen. That's what I'm doing, Dad. But I needed to talk to you. I am so angry. <laughs> he says, I understand, Michael. I understand. But you don't come back to that place and counter-attack with words. You have to be nice and kind gorgeous, respectful, you need to act professionally, and uh, the Lord will guide you to say what you have to say. You know what happened? He found some emails that were exchanged that proved that the other person was wrong, and he presented it to the supervisor, and the supervisor said, you're right. The Lord is always going to defend you when you act the right way, always. Just wait on the Lord. Try to manage your level of disappointment or, or anger. And think about what, what you need to say. Because sometimes, yes, you have to say certain things. And you need to wait for the right place. Right? And especially when there are promises like this. Abraham, you're going to have a son through Sarah. When the Lord is giving you a promise of prosperity of a restoration in your life, in your professional life, in your financial life, or in your romantic life. When the Lord is giving you a promise, and you know He will do it, the best thing is just to wait on the Lord. Don't start talking, you know, and saying things that then later you will regret. Don't do that. Much less try to put your hands in the deal. Look what Sarah did. <laughs> I want to close this study by sharing with you the importance of doing things right in order to speak right. The first thing is you need to have fear for the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you have that fear of the Lord in your heart, let's say someone was stealing from you. Let's suppose that, right? Uh, let's say someone is not paying you certain money that you guys agreed. 
let's say someone is mistreating somebody in your family, which is very disappointing, right? Example, you have a little one, a little kid. And someone, when, when this kid is with you, this person treats the kid in a nice way. But as soon as you are gone, this person is mistreating the kid. Have you seen those scenarios? <clears throat> On the nanny cams and stuff like that? Something like that. <laughs> it's, isn't it so upsetting? Oh, mm. I can't stand that. You know, In general, I don't like disrespect, period. But when I see that kind of uh, hypocrisy, you know, and in my case, who is the person that I care the most? Well, my wife. And I see people treating my wife nicely when I'm there. But it's so sad when I find out that somebody is mistreating my wife because I'm not there. I just think, that is not nice, right? But the same thing is with a kid. Imagine a scenario like that. Whatever kind of offense, somebody is stealing, mistreating, whatever kind of offense, what you should do is you just go to pray. And you say, Lord, and tell the Lord what's going on. Right? You will say, Lord, I don't think this is right. We agreed with this person that he will pay me this way, and he's not paying me that way. <coughs> Lord, you know, this person is just stealing from my whatever, you know. I, I don't think it's right. Or, Lord, look how they are mistreating my child, my mother. That's the other thing that bothers me. How people mistreat elderly. Oof. That breaks my heart. Oh, that bothers me incredibly. But let's say whoever, what, whatever is the situation, you are just praying and you say, Lord, I don't like that. You can be very, very upset and you can even cry, right? Have you cried for situations like that? Well, yeah. You cry in the presence of the Lord and you say, Lord, you know what? This is not right, but I'm going to put this in your hands. When you have the fear of the Lord, that's the extent of everything that happened. Because if you have the fear of the Lord, you know what is what you need to do. What is what we need to do? Forgive. Is what He said. Seventy times seven in the same day, even if it's the same person. Forgive. That is what we should do when we feel somebody offended us. Lord, this person is, is stealing from me, this person is disrespecting this person, or whatever the case may be. You express to the Lord and then you say, Lord, but because I have fear for you, I want to tell you, Father, that I forgive today this person. No matter what. I forgive this person from the bottom of my heart. Because when you do that, you are going to clean your heart. And when you clean your heart, immediately you will have a clear mind. Then is when you will be able to make the right decisions. But when people do not forgive, they continue just holding this thing against somebody. This thing continues growing. It's like a poison thing growing inside of the individual their heart is not totally clean their mind is confused 
Therefore, the decision is going to be wrong again, and they will again say the wrong thing. It's a cycle. And, and whoever is in this kind of situation has to break the cycle. How? By forgiving. <coughs> and say, you know what? It's true. This is the third time that this person is doing the same thing to me, but I have to forgive and let it go. But then is when you make a decision. You say, well, you know what? Three times this person came to ask me for a loan. <laughs> I gave them the loan. <coughs> and I am forgiven again for the third time at that. Let's say, right? Yet you forgive. You have to have a clear heart. But your clean mind will tell you one thing. Don't give them another loan. <laughs> because, friends, good heart has to come also with wisdom. And wisdom will guide you to take the right decision. And you say, no, listen, whatever. I forgave you three times for these debts. And, and I do, honestly. I don't, I don't hold it against you. It's, it's, oh, it's, you know, I, it's forgiven. But I cannot lend you money ever again. <laughs> do you understand? When you forgive and let it go, truly, you will be able to have a pure, clean, renewed heart. Then your mind is going to start thinking better and with more clarity. And you will make better decisions. Okay? We can do that. Now, my friend, if you are listening or watching and you are thinking, man, this is tough because really I have trouble to forgive. I want to close this study by telling you something that I recommend to everyone. And don't take it like it's a, a magic trick or something like that because it's not. It's just a, a symbolism. When, when you have trouble to forgive somebody for whatever, and you decide that you will forgive, go to your, whether it's your closet, or your kitchen cabinet, or your <coughs> garage, or the box where you save stuff, anything. <coughs> Get something material. Bring it to the trash can. And say to the Lord something like, Lord, by putting this in the trash is a symbolism that I'm going to let it go. That I will never, ever again think about this. And I promise you, Lord, that I forgive truly this person. And from now on, I'm going to pray for this person for blessings. And then you throw that in the trash. You let it go. And then you there, right there, you say your first prayer for this person. And you say, Lord... I want to tell you that I'm so happy that I could forgive such and such. And I want to pray for blessings in his or her life. And from your heart, you will say, I want, Lord, that you will forgive, that you will bless this individual with great health or prosperity or a new car or whatever the Lord guides you to pray for. And you pray blessings over that person, you will see in less than a week, how your heart is going to feel different, your mind is going to act different, and the joy will come back to you. To you. you will be free. Free, free, free. And that is my advice for everyone. From Victory Church, we wish you a beautiful night. May the Lord Jesus continue blessing you. 
And uh, thank you for your comments on Facebook and, and all the other social media sites. Good night, friends. Ciao.